Welcome to the Haunting Comforts of Teaching podcast. I am your host, Jen Kay, a middle school English teacher who finds comfort in sharing her journey of being present in the haunting rhythms of teaching. Through finding balance, dissecting struggles, learning grace, with occasional stories from and discussions with guests on education. Welcome to episode 26. Is growing thicker skin the solution to responding to a student's rudeness? My heart is saying no. Don't take things personally. This is a saying that I constantly hear growing up, especially from my mom and pastor. But having the ISFJ personality makes it extremely hard for me to learn this lesson. But as a teacher, I must master this if I am to survive in multiple class periods of 30 plus unruly teenagers 5 to 6 hours a day for 180 days for the whole school year. When I first started teaching five years ago, one of the assistant principals gave me a piece of advice. Over time, you just learn to grow thicker skin. And this year, when she checked in with me and asked how I am managing my students, she remarked on how I learned to grow a thicker skin. But is it really all about growing a thicker skin? During one of my summer classes this past week, I was tested, or more specifically, my thick skin was tested. To be honest, I did not think I would have too much trouble or even deal with rude students in this particular summer class, which was the main reason I agreed to teach this class. In the previous years, this class was mainly for incoming freshmen and sophomore students. Usually, these students have more or less have matured out of their middle school natures. No one was rude to me or showed me attitude, but then again, this was during online learning. So when this year came around, I was not too worried at first, even when they told me they had added three incoming 8th graders in my class, because it was just a small class of 9 students. But who am I kidding? Stress comes with the teaching package. Now, I did not let my guard down, yet I should have anticipated a little more trouble from the incoming 8th graders. On this particular day, I started with the usual routine of a check-in and asking students to put away their phones. However, afterwards, we prepared to go on to the next section, the warm-up review activity. All eyes were on the board except one student. That student kept looking down on his phone and was texting. He was not even hiding his phone. I walked over and reminded him to put his phone away, and at this moment, everyone was quiet and just watching me and him. Without looking up, the student said, wait, and kept texting. His tone was urgent and rougher than usual. I reminded him again, and he said, wait, in an even more annoyed tone. His neighbor eyed him curiously. You might disagree with me, but I definitely felt disrespected here. However, I did not want to blow this up, as I was sensing that this student was not in his usual jokester self. I walked away quietly and drew the class's attention up to the review activity. That student put away his phone for a few minutes before secretly going on his phone again under the table. I pretended not to see him and just focus on everyone else. Throughout the rest of the class time, he did not use his phone anymore and focus on his classwork and activities, except for one or two occasions. 
On one hand, this scenario is definitely not the worst I have ever dealt with in my teaching career. On another hand, this still bothered me. At the end of class, I debated whether to talk to the student one-on-one, to discuss his behavior, and ask what was going on. I did casually question him about it earlier when he was working, but he brushed it off. I eventually decided to put it off and ask him the next day. When the next day came, he was on his phone again, but he put it away after my usual reminders. Unfortunately, after about 15 minutes, when I walked over to him to check in on how he was doing after I had given instructions, he looked up at me annoyed and muttered, what now? I immediately knew I could not delay talking to him to address his rude behavior because this is not the first time he did this. I didn't pull him aside. I just lowered my voice and told him I did not appreciate his attitude and I was only trying to help him here. He immediately softened up and was apologetic. Throughout the past three weeks of summer, of this particular summer English class, I could tell he was, he felt very forced to be here. He was very open with me about not liking English either. After this moment, the tension that I was holding inside me was released. A heavy burden lifted from my shoulders. As I drove home that day, that first day, before I actually talked with that student about his phone and his attitude towards me, I heard this song on the radio called Genie in a Bottle. And there's this one line that particularly struck a chord with me as I was parking my car back at home. It went, my heart is saying no. When I heard this line, my feelings kept talking I mean, my feelings kept taking me back to that tension I experienced with that student and his attitude towards me. I questioned myself. Did I even grow a thicker skin after all these years? I have faced worse behavioral issues during the past school year that did not bother me as much as, a, as now. But my memory's a little fuzzy, maybe. It's not. I don't know. But perhaps my heart is saying no that I did not grow much of a thicker skin. And now that I think about it, when I hear that phrase, grow a thicker skin, as a piece of advice to new teachers, I just feel that it, it, it's ignoring all these complex emotions that come with teaching. And I am not a robot. But I guess I could be sometimes. But if I want to be practical, I do have to ignore my emotions and not give in to this negativity every single time I feel offended or disrespected, at least in the classroom. Especially, I still remember my first year where I just felt, right now my memory's a little hazy, but right now I feel like that first year I was bombarded left and right with so much disrespect. It was crazy, and, and I couldn't handle it. Anyways, I was intrigued by this song, so I decided to look up the full lyrics and discover that there are actually two versions of Genie in a Bottle, with a slight change of one word that I noticed. The first version, Christina Aguilera's version, has the words, my body's saying let's go, but my heart's is saying no. I took out a couple words. I would just want to focus on this phrase. Whereas Dove Cameron's version sings, 
my mind, my mind is saying let's go, but my heart is saying no. So on the surface, it seems like a censorship of certain innuendos, body, and mind. Now, I'm not gonna really go into the censorship part. I just want to focus on the two words, body and mind. It evokes such a vastly different reactions and meanings with these two words. And when my mind is telling me, let's go, I feel like that's telling me to think logically. Especially when it comes to classroom management, my mind is telling me, okay, you got to grow a thicker skin. Don't take things personally with my students. But if my body is telling me, let's go, I feel like this urgency for survival that I need to walk away from this tense situation. Do I sound like I'm overanalyzing here? But I mean, I did, I know the Dove Cameron's version, I think she sings it in some kind of show. I did not look that up. Maybe it's something completely different. There's a whole different meaning behind this. As I connect to this particular line from the song, my mind is saying let's go, but my heart is saying no. My body is saying let's go, but my heart is saying no. As I connect this to dealing with rudeness, or whenever I feel... I feel wronged from by my students, I feel this sense of physical, mental, and spiritual urgency converging in my soul, pulling me to examine my heart and dissect a bigger issue beyond feeling offended or disrespected as a teacher, beyond my need to maintain order in the classroom. And on that second day, when I finally talked to this particular student, that morning, I was listening to a meditation from Soul Space, and the last words of that meditation reminded me, am I showing mercy? Am I walking in humility? And I realized connecting with the student was important to me, despite only having one week, actually, it's not even one week, it's only a couple more days left of this summer class. It was this moment that I realized that no matter where I'm teaching or whom I'm teaching or how long the class is, it matters. I cannot ignore my own discomfort. I need to face it head on, but in my own quiet way. listening to Haunting Comforts, where we come together to be present in the rhythms of teaching through finding balance, dissecting struggles, and learning grace. Follow me on my Instagram at Haunting Comforts to stay updated when I post new episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please give a rating and a comment about what you enjoyed the most on the platform you are listening to. Thank you for your support.